All right. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Here we are. Here we are. We're getting there. We're almost there. Mm-hmm. We made it. 2020, here we come. We're making it. You know how we got there? You know what sustained us? Little beauties. Little beauties. <laughs> it was a year of little beauties. Every every part of the day has got some. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's your last little beauty? Uh... Someone offered me um, one of their tacos today, mm. and it felt like a little beauty. That's exactly right. Yeah, my, they were my, like, yeah, and like I didn't, and I was hungry at that moment, and it looked really good, and I wasn't. It wasn't one of those things. Like, oh no, are you sure? I was like, yeah, that sounds great, thank you. And they were like, and they were a little caught off guard by how quickly I took it. They're like, oh, okay, yeah. And I was like, thank you, and I just ate it, and it was, uh, it was a little beauty. <laughs> <laughs> it felt beautiful. It felt beautiful. I had that deal where I had, I went and bought some slices for myself and a mm-hmm. little a little beautiful salad yeah and i ate the slices and about an hour later i was like oh man i still got this little beauty Mm -hmm. another another waypoint to the day you saw me eat the salad yeah it looked good you seeing (laughs) me eat the salad that was a little beauty yeah it was a little beauty on a personal level and on an interpersonal level (laughs) (laughs) we shared the beauty and that's what you do i have with the the leaking that i was talking about in my car i it's been like a constant struggle for the last three years is how to solve this leaking problem i can't solve it but sometimes like it i can really tell where i'm at in life if i look over at the the little drops falling in the car and i think about like driving my car 70 miles an hour into a guy and with my seatbelt off and going through and our faces colliding into a brick wall. <laughs> or if I look at them and I just think of them as little beauties falling into the passenger seat, yes. riding with me. Jewels, <laughs> tiny jewels. jewels, little beauties. <laughs> I got to say, man, like I've taken some rides in your car <laughs> during the winter times when it's, you know, sprinkling out little, <laughs> small sprinkling beauties are covering the entire city. And I got to say that as I close the passenger door and I get a spritz, I get a cold splash. It's a drip drip. I think to myself, ah, I'm in Dave's car. Invigorating. Beautiful. This is where I wanted to be. These These are are little little beauties. Rust infused beauties. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Little rust, rust infused miracles. Yeah. Yeah. I'm actually starting to think that like, um, you know, taking offers and, and making a tremendous amount of money and um, doing really big things. Getting great benefits. Getting super huge, tremendous benefits. Um, <laughs> big PTO packages. None big of that. Time, big time PTO, big time yeah. FTO. That's yeah. flexible time. Off. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, because I, because I'm, things Beautiful are flexible time. for us now. <laughs> yeah. Things, things are pretty, th- things aren't so fucking tight anymore. Yeah. They're just a little bit looser and yeah. a little more flexible. Yeah. But like setting all that stuff aside, I'm I'm almost positive that um, all that really matters in life is that mindful recognition of the little beauties as they come in and out of my life day in day out. I had a an automotive little beauty today. Really? <laughs> yeah. So if my insurance agent is listening to this, please turn this off. But tune back in because everybody knows the pod is an essential part of little beauties in the day, especially in the week when they, when they come out. But um, Oh, wow. We're little beauties. Or when they don't come out. <laughs> That's also a little beauty. Yeah. Unfortunately. <laughs> it gives me time for the other podcasts in my feed. But um, I was parked between like 18th and 17th mm-hmm. on Mercer on Capitol Hill. And um, this was about a year ago, probably almost two years ago now. Mm-hmm. And somebody knocked my mirror out. And so I've been taping my mirror back onto the 
the web superstructure of the web. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a super. It's it's a jeep, you know. So it's a superstructure. <laughs> uh, the wiring, the electrics, no, but the structure, super. <laughs> and um, today, I realized I could just snap it back into place. <laughs> <laughs> wow! <And laughs> Unbelievable. It was a. It was maybe it was a big beauty. You know, it was one of those like that's a tremendous beauty. Yeah, it was like wow. <laughs> what else in my life could I just fucking solve by spending time examining it? So you've put like considerable effort into taping this time and time again for two years. There is residue <laughs> from layers of, of there's gaff tapes, there's duct tapes, there's double-sided tapes, there's carpet tape, there's some masking tape, there's some you've scotch tried, tape. You've tried all the tapes. There if if there's a tape I didn't name, mm-hmm. message me. You I'm know, trying to try it out. You know, you know, it's like sometimes life can be such a struggle, and then sometimes it's just a snap. <laughs> the day is just a snap. That's what I'm always looking for. And you found it. Tremendous and it was stupendous and beauty. I'm like the opposite of you two over here. <laughs> and it's not like uh you were supposed to n- it wasn't supposed to be that easy until today. Yeah, dog, I took it to two car places. Oh, in wow. the 18 or so months in between the incident and now, and they're always like, you could probably just snap that back into place, right? Why are you taping it? I'm like, I don't know. Can I? And that was where we ended those conversations every time. <laughs> yes. And well, the universe wanted to give you a little beauty today. Not yesterday, not the day before, not tomorrow, but today. Certainly, yeah. And I'm lucky to receive it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the amount of time, like you're saying, that it was taped is the perfect amount of time for it to have been taped. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the universe wouldn't have even bothered communicating with me had it not been for all that tape. Those miles of tape of all variety i've kept a couple pieces of my life pretty much taped together uh for a lot longer than they needed to be you know there were some there were some things about uh the emotional mirrors that were hanging right the fuck off that oh they're a little more seated than they used to be shall we say sure i i absolutely get it but it was the amount of time that i needed Mm -hmm. it's absolutely perfect i had um, a little beauty today I've had recently been a part of, an, of a 15 to 18 person thread, text message thread. That uh, sounds like a nightmare. All day. All day. Sometimes I'll look at my phone and I'll have 600 text messages. Um, and sounds like email. Yeah. That's, those are little terrors. And I, <laughs> those and, are little nightmares. <laughs> and uh, there was a little bit of like, I it had been coming up more and more like the it had been growing the recognition of like this is not what i'm supposed to be doing because i don't use um, instagram or th- these kinds of things and i realized that this was j- just another version of that a different kind but just the same bullshit and um it hit me today that today was the day and i sent like a really cute text message departing and then at the very end it said you left the conversation at a certain time and that was a little beauty for me it was uh, all relief and this this sweet little message of <laughs> you've pieced the fuck out so, yeah it's and i was a like beautiful social or i saw it and i was like that's beautiful and i deleted the message the whole thread and i was like that's beautiful thank you it felt like a little beauty did you have little fucking people needling you trying to figure out what was happening or were people pretty much happy to 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 love and let live no no one um addressed me afterwards like bro what the fuck <laughs> 
And I was just like, this is beautiful. Little beauties. And then I just proceeded to watch really complicated uh, Magic the Gathering combos on my 4K TV. Magic is a, is a game where little beauties present themselves in ways that can be absolutely pleasing. Oh, yeah. What edition is Magic on by this point? The trillionth. There's, it's like ridiculous. <laughs> I gotta defer to Dave on this one. When I was tight. <laughs> when I was an actor, once I was in a series of Magic the Gathering commercials. Wow. For the tenth edition, and that's how I got paid. I don't think that I knew you had an acting career. I had an acting career. Wow, this is a little beauty. How did it go? <laughs> How did it go? Were you a little beauty on screen? Oh, I was a little beauty on screen one time. <laughs> I was in a I was in a movie called Urban Scarecrow, and wow. uh, sold out the Egyptian. Wow! At at the at the Seattle International Film Festival. <laughs> Were you at the premiere? I sure was. How did it go? It went. Oh, if it it was above expectations. <laughs> What year was this? 2016. <laughs> no. Yeah. No. It was maybe 2008. Okay. Oh, beautiful. I, w- I was not yet out of high school. No, this was, whoa, no, this was like 2003, actually. Oh. Because like, I left high school in 2006. Okay. So, uh-huh, uh-huh. so, yeah, this was like 2000. When you left high school, was that? Four, 2004. You left uh, before graduating? No. Oh, okay. okay. When I graduated. Oh, okay. I was going to say, was leaving high school a little beauty? <laughs> it was, it was, uh, no. It okay. was a trauma I'm still grappling with. <laughs> I'm stuck in the past. <laughs> well, tell Are you us- stuck if you're keeping yourself there, you know? Yeah. If, you, you, if you've handcuffed yourself to the past, are you really stuck? <laughs> if you're just taping and retaping and retaping, that, yeah, that you know, handcuffs. I, what, what kind of chain bug yeah. do I think I am, dude? No, I mean I have a long history it's with tape. doing that kind of thing, and I like will complain to my friends, and like it kind, it got to a point where they're like, "Well, dude, you don't make any changes. Like you just are doing this to you." And I was, <gasps> yeah. So it's, I get it. I that's, really get it. That's a, yeah, that's a beauty. Right? That's a piece of feedback I fucking hate to get. That's a yeah. piece of feedback where I'm like, oh yeah, fuck you. Yeah, you're you're doing this to you. <laughs> oh 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 no, you're doing this to me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're not surprised. Oh, this isn't this isn't a revelation for you that I'm sharing <laughs> that I am now aware of this. Don't yeah. treat me like don't treat me like a baby. <laughs> <laughs> Is it a little beauty when someone's just honest with you about a casual statement? Or is it a little beauty when someone just lets you indulge your kind of dumb, stupid side? It depends. It, it depends. Well, how does it depend? If you're, I mean, there's like people that let me indulge my dumb, stupid side <laughs> where like it's clear that they're sick and they're allowing sickness. And then I realize, and I'm like, this is really sick behavior. Everyone that's involved is bad, and I should be ashamed of myself. But then, like, there's, like, cutesy little beauties <laughs> oh, yeah. where, like, I'm doing dumb things, and it's allowed because it's sweetsy, and it's a little beauty. Are little beauties always cutesy, sweetsy? Or are they, like, sometimes awe-inspiring, but small? Um, yeah, no, they're, they can be awe-inspiring and small, for sure. Like, a little, just, like, if, like, a beam of light from the sky hit the ground but it was literally the diameter of a, a dime <laughs> like it's that it's that is a little beauty glow you know it's not this like crack the sky shit it's just like a bing. just a tiny pinpoint epiphany mm-hmm. beauty bb yeah absolutely little beauties oh man yeah so yeah tell tell us about the um little beauties at the show box oh my god 
One night, I don't remember what show it was, but it was a show where people are like wearing button-down shirts. Is it just James Blake? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's not James Blake. It's it's somebody who's got a, an acoustic guitar or a bunch of people with acoustic guitars. I don't remember what it was. I didn't. I don't think I even saw any of that show. I was scanning tickets at the lectern right by the door. This person comes in and they're already pretty trucked. They are walking by without balance, but they're getting there. And then about 10 minutes later, this person is racing down the stairs. They have got to vomit. And <laughs> yeah. they, they are stopped maybe five feet away from me by one of their homies. And their homie's like, yeah, oh, I haven't, I haven't seen you in so long. <laughs> and they totally get their attention. And this person cannot be stopped in their body's desire to vomit. And so they turn to their friend and just open their mouth for a hello, but no words come out, just some aforementioned biological vomit. And it goes all over the face. It just oh covers this friend. This homie is done. They're sank. And if that homie wasn't there, it would have been me taking a, taking a, oh, wow. a hot that one is a, in the face. That is a really... That is really beautiful. No facial expression change on my face. <laughs> and I'm just like nodding as to like, that is my, I'm a lucky, lucky person. Yeah. I do not need to change my shirt today. And this was right after, I think my, my boss had just had his birthday and he was just hanging out at the show box and someone was hugging him and they vomited all down his beard. So it was just like, well, I guess that's the the little beauty of the show box is pretty much vomit. So you dodging get, the vomit. You dodging can get a two vomit. in one night. You can get two in one night. You can get way more than that. <laughs> oh God. There was one instance at Showbox Soto where I was Oh, I bet Showbox Soto is so gnarly. God. I see people taking their shoes off in there all the time and I just shudder. I just think about the staff infection living on their feet now. Oh, just yeah. like, oh God. Shouts out to Showbox Soto. I hope you go there if you're listening to the pod. <laughs> Shouts out. Shouts out. And I'm giving breaks. And there's this two two homies. And one of them is intoxicated and just is bent on flirting with me. And to the point where I'm like, listen, I know what you're doing. And I want you to do it four feet away from where you're doing it, please. Because I need... I need a personal buffer here. And I, I got more tact usually than that. That's like me at the end of my rope is yeah. me being like, I need you to take four steps back and you can keep talking to me. But other than that, no. And so I'm breaking people all over the venue. I'm giving people breaks. I mean, I'm not participating in violence. You're and like, it's like Bane, just backbreaking people. Just, <laughs> that's right, yeah. <laughs> that night was, it was straight up Nightfall, Volumes 1 and 2. <laughs> um, but... Um, <laughs> This person, these two people are just everywhere I'm going to break. And just like so frustrated to see these people over and over again. And one of them is sober. And they drop their phone into a trash can. And then one of my, one of my homies at work, that um, he's a great guy. He makes some bad decisions sometimes. They affected a, another good friend of mine. But I, and so I was feeling particularly resentful of this homie. And um, he reaches down into the trash with this other person for a meet-cute kind of moment. Mm -hmm. And then the person who is just like relentless and brutal with their flirting, just this is their moment. They lean down over on top of both their heads and just covers the back of their neck. Oh, my God. And I, I, I got to tell you, I was... 
I was chuckling and smiling. <laughs> it was a little beauty. <laughs> it's, it, it is like, it is a little beauty when a, when you see someone that you resent suffer. It's oh, a, yeah. <laughs> it's it resolved a, some resentment yeah. in it's a big a, way, in it, an yeah. unexpected way. It's, yeah. a, it, it's a quaint little treat. It's a simple little pleasure. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with it. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing at all. Totally respectful. Uh, I, that reminds me of when I pledged a frat, and there was beer chugging and liquor chugging on, on a massive scale. Uh, dozens of people in one room, strategically placed trash cans, and um, you know, um, a bit of a traffic jam. <laughs> bit of a traffic jam. Couple fender benders. Oh yeah, but the reason I bring it up as like a beauty every time is because every time someone vomits at the show box, somebody's getting paid for it. <laughs> yeah, the attendants get paid twenty five. I think probably less now. Twenty nineteen mm-hmm. or soon to be twenty twenty. I think that's like twenty dollars per vomit that they clean up. But that's, oh, oh literally, it's a bonus. Yeah, that stacks up. Oh, you know? <laughs> sometimes the attendants are walking away with like a couple hundred bucks. <laughs> At like a particularly wet night at like a USC event, dude. God damn. They're the only ones happy to be there. Wow. God, yeah. I like always, I was always like, man, it'd be so cool to work at Showbox Market and like go to shows. And now I'm like, I never want to do that. That sounds horrible. I mean, it it seems cool until you look at one person who works there and you see like how weathered their face is. And (laughs) you see the soul behind the leathery, weathered face. And I knew a couple guys that worked there. One of them might still work there. He might do like head of security or something, but he might be at a different venue now. Sean. Sean Hughes. Yeah. What a dear homie. One of the sweetest people I've ever met. Yeah. I love that guy. See a little beauty? Well, Sean has provided a lot of little beauties. Like, I've just been walking home from school or whatever, and I look, and it's like, oh, Mono's in town. That's cool. Oh, sold out. And then Sean's like, hey, David, you want to come in? Oh, that's like, little beauty. (laughs) And then you're like, you come in, you stand in the back, you catch 12 minutes of the set, and you're like, wow, this is awesome. I'm going to leave now. That's exactly right. It's everything that I actually want in a show. You know? Just the in and the out. It's just like the in and the out. The in, like there's love. There's like uh, friendship. It's not like j- fuck fuckery, judgmental fuckery. And Could pressure. not agree with you more. Yeah, Could not agree with. It's you just more. like come in. Hey, what's up, little beauty? Let's let's exchange beauties <laughs> and, then, and then on your way. And that small validation mm-hmm. that is just like it's not small. Small, small validations are little beauties. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. And, and yeah. I feel like a bunch of smalls is equivalent to one big. Honestly, yeah. like yeah. it can, it, you know, a day of small validations leaves you feeling like absolutely beautiful. Yeah, and sometimes the small validation feels bigger, and you know, it's easier to contextualize that than the big moment. Sometimes the big moment is hard to to, to give the weight to accept the gift. I get a little mm. awkward with big validations, um, and you know, I can get a little teary eyed. The, the eye contact can be hard. My dad gave me a big valid. One of the few big validations my dad ever gave me was when I got to college and he like flew out with me to kind of like help me get set up and stuff. We were walking around the campus and he was looking around. He's just like, wow, you really did it. Wow. You really did it. I love that. <laughs> wow. That's intense. It's a big, yeah, I know. It's a, it's, it's a big validation, but like mm-hmm. I took that with me um, and I took little small mm-hmm. pieces of that validation every once in a while. You yeah. know what I mean? My dad hit me with a big beauty or it was like, a, it was a big beauty. Uh, last year he called me about some like, uh, 
familial mental health related concerns. And my dad's the kind of guy that's like, I got it. I don't need help. You know what I mean? And he called me and he said, son, um, I'm calling you here because I'm out of answers and I need your help. And I was like, hey, dad, I have to go and I'll call you back in 10 minutes. And I called, I hung up the phone and I just bawled. And then I called him back. I was like, so what do you need? Because I like couldn't believe it. Yeah. Oh, that was like, that was a big beauty. That was a heal. That was a big healing beauty. (laughs) It was years in the making. (laughs) You know what are great little beauties that I just thought about is when you get in an automobile accident and then the person gets out of the car and they're really homied out about it. And I remember like, I remember you telling this story. Yeah, they're like not willing to get the cops involved. They say something like, oh, they're just bumpers. Fuck it. And they kick their own car. They're like, take care, brother. And they just drive <laughs> off. Oh, man. Those I are had, little beauties. I had you never one of those. Because <laughs> it could be a big brutal, but it, it ends up just... It could be horrible. Yeah. You know, like I'm going to go to jail because <laughs> I'm on drugs and I crashed into your vehicle, <laughs> you know? I, and he's like, it's all good, brother. Those are little beauties. That's the North End. Yeah, that's a homie. I was in, driving... Past the Target in Northgate, like, you know, that at 5 p.m. or so, 6 p.m., where it's just gridlock, right? And I'm looking at my phone, driving. Oh, yeah. I rear end this lady. (laughs) We pull over onto the freaking sidewalk. (laughs) Really zany scene. Yeah, and I'm I'm like, (laughs) boom. Yeah, it's a kapow. (laughs) I'm like halfway through a ripper, and I'm like, ooh, I'm not going to put it out. I get out, and I'm like talking to this lady. And I say to her, like, excuse me, ma'am, am I bothering you with the cigarette? And she's like, a little bit. I'm like, I am understand and i'm sorry but this is calming me down because otherwise i'd be real stressed out right now (laughs) anyways how are you today i'm so sorry this happened it was clearly my fault how inconvenient for you right this is this is fucked off what do we need to do like i'm sorry uh also can we not go can we not do anything about that (laughs) how do you feel about that here's my number fast talk here's all the stuff this is fast talking yeah listen i'm at fault i'm at fault yeah can we not do anything about it yeah here's my number call me yeah she we talked on the phone three times after that and none of it had to do with the fender bender wow it was all just like wow yo kathleen (laughs) you figure that thing out yet with your husband and his job i really hope so you were really stressed out about that. that unbelievable. Really your, <laughs> it's really unbelievable. <laughs> that really added to your stress that day. Remember, now we can laugh about it though, right? <laughs> <laughs> so you, you, you dodged a big brutal and produced three little beauties. That's right. Oh. That's right. God. One time this woman, <laughs> I, I, I rear-ended this woman right next to Green Lake. Um, just kapow, right? Rush hour traffic. And she got out and she was like, sweetie, it ain't no thang. And I was like, I think I was like in the pits because like I think I had gone through a breakup and it was finals and uh you know it was dark out of the soul it was all happening it was all happening yeah it was just like i'm fucked and i hit this person it's just like one of those things where you start saying like that's it you know and people are like what do you mean that's it and you're like you'll see (laughs) (laughs) like i'm gonna snap (laughs) yeah i definitely at that point feel like i'm gonna run screaming down the street and she really um fooled me man she made it seem like she was providing a little beauty she's like let's not get insurance involved let's not do this let's not do that um and then the next day her insurance company called me and they're like yeah uh, she took license plate numbers she said you rear under the whole thing like she was like told me that it wasn't gonna be like that and she turned around and uh, immediately made it like that and uh it was like this weird thing of like finally i got a moment i like finally came up from underwater for a second and got some fresh air and then uh, she just slam my fucking head underwater like just uh chain me with a cinder block and set me out to sea again and that was brutal yeah 
the little beauty and the huge brutal. I mean, yeah, they're Oof. right next to each other. They yeah. really are. <laughs> like, they really are. What you get one and the others right around the corner. Well, and you know those people. You know those people. We call them like, um, you know, uh, uh, not well adjusted or like they lack mindfulness or awareness, uh, these kinds of individuals. Um, but like really the crux of the issue is that they like can't recognize little beauties. And it's tough. It's tough to live life like not able to find little beauties, not able to see them. I have moments where I, I, I know that I can't find them. And I think to myself, this is part of my problem in this present moment. Uh, the little beauties are just, I'm not looking for them. And I look for them and I still can't find them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and that's another thing is like, <laughs> what's going on? It's, I think it's like, you can force the issue on little beauties sometimes. Like, I think if I went to the aquarium on a day off, like, and I was like, I'm going to go to the aquarium. I think I'd see some little beauties, some like little critters that made me feel good. I've really been all about underwater creatures lately. I think that they make me feel good. Um, it's and, a good place to be. Or like if you go to a dog park, I'm pretty sure you're going to find some little beauties, some little homies. But like if I'm like... Talk about that validation. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But if I'm in a bad way and I'm fucked and I'm like trying to force the issue on little beauties... Um, it's usually well, but I usually engage in like sick things. So like, I guess it doesn't really work. <laughs> little out ter- well. little nightmares. Little yeah, little nightmares. <laughs> little yeah. sc- scream domes. Mm-hmm. Talking about the big beauties being directly adjacent, or the big brutals being adge- directly adjacent <laughs> to the little beauties. Sure. <laughs> My first night at Showbox was, you know, the band Fiddler. Yeah. Their band is an acronym for "fuck it, dude." Life is a risk. <laughs> <laughs> So tight. You bet. <laughs> Life is a risk. It's true, though. And um, <laughs> fuck it, dude. Is my f- um, right? Yeah. First night on the job. Don't really know what to expect. <laughs> I don't quite have the sort of reaction time I'm gonna need <laughs> going into this. The yeah. muscles don't have memory yet. Not yet. Not yet. Damn. And um, at one point, and it's the the homie training me is the homie from the previous story who's wearing it on the back of his neck. Oh yeah. And and um, just wearing it, just wearing it. <laughs> <laughs> and um, at one point, wait, you don't resent him yet, though. No, he's uh, he hasn't all... he hasn't made certain decisions that have negatively affected you. In fact, yeah, it's like <laughs> the three of us and Isabel, so the four of us are all living together at this point. Oh, too. sure. And it's it's work and it's it's a clack. And um, <laughs> beautiful. And. Um, he sort of has to do something complicated at one point, and he's like, make sure no one walks through this giant pile of vomit in the middle of the walkway. So I'm like guarding it, and this kid with no focus in his eyes, just like the million-yard stare, no shoes, just like doesn't see me as I'm waving my flashlight in his face and splashes through it. And he, Nick, kind of, the homie comes and grabs me, and we're in the barricade trying to catch crowds surfers towards the end oh before this we kept finding people with bleeding cheeks <laughs> and we're like yo what what happened to your face just little dog? bleeders what's going on they're like i don't know i was in the crowd and someone bit my face and i did not see them little and, biters yeah little biters <laughs> beauty biters and <laughs> leaving beauty marks <laughs> and we're like all right it would be helpful to have a description but we work with what we get so uh we're gonna just do the thing and we're in the barricade trying to catch crowd surfers and i'm not a big dude so i'm not catching any crowd surfers but i do notice that there's like a secondary pit that's opened up and there's this woman wearing tape a piercing 
and leggings. And she's just going, buck, right? And she's nuck if you buck, right yeah. in the middle of this <laughs> shit. And since she's also kind of not wearing enough clothes, we didn't feel comfortable having a physical altercation with this woman who's not wearing like enough clothes. So we get two secu- female security people to go and deal with her, but they each like catch elbows in the chin and they're down and and the homie just like grabs me by the scruff pulls me over the barricade as he's climbing over and we go over and he's like hey and she her demeanor totally changes while the band is like playing and people are moshing around (laughs) us there's this like moment of clarity and she's like oh my god i know you you saved my life in 2010 (laughs) at the capitol hill block party during tv on the radio i lost consciousness and you pulled me over the barricade and he's like oh yeah I remember that. Be a bit too many people. You still got to leave. Unbelievable. <laughs> we walked her out back. She was chill. <laughs> <laughs> that is so nuts. What a little beauty to see someone who saved your life <laughs> after a long period of not seeing them. Yeah. Like, oh, nice. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. You uh, Good to see you again. <laughs> Super chill. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, what about when you're driving eight and a half hours with the people you've been on tour with for ever. Oh yeah, and it's week five. <laughs> where, where are you? What? Wow. What are the beauties you're catching to just to just get to the next ten minutes? Get through. Um, or is it even ooh, like that? For I, me, if I'm driving, it's it's usually a long form like story situation. I I find I find listening to music to be challenging on tour because I'm I'm kind of deaf. Like I can't really hear out of my left ear. And so, like, the stereo field is very much lost on me. Ugh. And as a musician with uh, in a band with two other people who are not hearing impaired, <laughs> it's, it's a losing battle to be like, yeah, this record should be a mono, right? <laughs> no one agrees with me. Yeah. So. <laughs> so I like podcasts when we're driving or, like, audiobooks. Um, but, yeah, often, like, on this last tour, we were going from Portland to... Oakland in one day and I got really into the second book in the you got, have you guys read Three Body Problem? I haven't no. It's a great sci-fi book and we're on the second one and I we stopped to pee twice and I did that whole ten and a half. Just <laughs> ate that shit. And by the time we got to Oakland, I was just like, I got out of the car and I screamed. <laughs> oh, yeah. Charged up. Little beauties will charge you up. They, char- they charge me right in. <laughs> I shaved an hour off the drive time. Yeah. You're like hyper-focused. Yeah. I used to just really do a screamer from Portland to Seattle, like late at night, two and a half hours, you oh, know, yeah. two hours. That's the way to do it. Um, until I caught a huge ticket, like like 2 a.m., you know. Uh, 80 miles an hour. Yeah. Now I'm doing fucking 69 the whole way. I caught I caught a, a 10 over going south, like right by that. In that speed, there's a speed trap right between Olympia and the joint base. And I caught that one. I think that's, yeah. And I did not have insurance. Uh, so that was a $750 ticket. <laughs> yeah, fuck. <laughs> yeah, that's a really, you really catch one. That's a big that tour, We didn't make money because of that. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> or I, I didn't. That dings, that'll ding the budget. Yeah, fuck. Yeah, that's a big unforeseen overhead. <laughs> how, many, how many months out of the year do you tour? Uh, not as many as it feels. Yeah. Probably like, <laughs> probably at this point, at this year, and this is like on cycle, so it's probably like two months. Yeah. Three months, probably. Three months. Which is less than a lot of bands out there, but more than a couple of bands out there. Sure. What's, a, what's the upper limit for you? 
let's just say you could just book it all. Like, what would you be able to handle? Oh, I would not go out for more than two weeks. I the like more than two weeks is too long. I mean, like, okay. What about like out of the year? Oh, out of the year? Hey, I would do it six months out of the year because that means we're means we're doing good business. Right. You couldn't do nine. You couldn't do nine on three off. If in, in a couple of years, maybe. Or for the next couple of years, maybe, is what I mean. Uh, yeah. But there's like a moment where I'm going to feel too old. To <laughs> and it's the kind of thing where, yeah, you know, like at work, one of the little beauties is, is a gift of talking to people in their early 20s no. as though they are not idiots. Oh. You know? And shout out to all the 20-year-olds listening to this who are not idiots. You exist. I see you. <laughs> That's not everybody. They don't have like real really corrosive young brain that's right yeah the young brain as i'm getting older i find that i have like less tolerance for young brain or maybe it's just like now that i work full-time like that that's like a real thing it feels like i have less tolerance for a lot of things but young brain is one that like um i have zero zero room for in my life like i I am like immediately like just shudder what's the most salient aspect of it these days like of dealing with young brain. <sighs> I mean, the severity and the seriousness is like, tr- you know, mega troubling. Yeah. To begin with, but I don't know. I guess I just like know some, well, it's hard to say without being harmful. Okay. Well, sure. But that's, that hasn't stopped me in the past. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, I don't know. I just feel like there's young brain out there and I can't deal with it. I feel that way too. You know? Um, so, ooh. Yeah, young brains really don't don't really get um a lot of humility going mm. in their day to day. No. Um and uh you know the young brain that I actually have to deal with pretty pretty often these days is the um repeating stories and repeating parts of stories until the desired reaction is produced. Yeah. <laughs> just thinking that you can just force f- like forcibly tell something to something to somebody mm-hmm. like un- until you get what you want. Yeah. And if you can't get it from that person, you go to someone who's within oh, earshot really and try it again. That's really bad, yeah. Yeah. Cuz like I was just thinking like my girlfriend uh will be like, I'll like start, I'll gear up to tell her the same story. Uh, and she'll do this thing where she goes, oh, y- yeah, no, I know. Like very poignantly. And I'm like, oh, she doesn't want to hear it again, you know? And at first it was very jarring to me. I was like, oh. But now I've learned that I'm like, you're making me into a better person. <laughs> is the feeling I actually have. I'm like, thank you. Thank do you, you. Still, do you still press that button though sometimes? And, well, and you're like, like, hey, here's the story. But the truth. Oh, oh, you haven't heard this one. Gotcha. Well, it goes, <laughs> let me give you the proper context. <laughs> That's amazing. That's a button I love to press with <laughs> Isabel Blue. <laughs> I've found that like uh, I w- I found that like some of my like uh, sensitivities or insecurities about those things that I had were just truly wrong, and that I should shape up on some of these things. And one of them, like a lot of times when I tell the same story, it's either that like there's a deep nostalgia attached to it and it makes me feel good. Um, or I just can't, I simply, I've hurt my brain so much that I don't remember ever telling this person that story. And that's usually what it is. Totally. But that's, it, that's when you know you're starting to not be friends with somebody. <laughs> when you what? Cause they're, they're just like so drunk. They're ready to tell you the same story again. Yeah. And it's just, you get to the point where you're the, the depth of, um, relating has shallowed. Yeah. In, in, in it irrevocably. Yeah. But yeah, I like, I like, I f- I'm finding that I like being, um, 
the, the I I like being shut down on that kind of stuff. It's a real little <laughs> beauty me... to have a combative friendship. Yeah, to be able to be like, oh, oh, you're mistaking me for somebody who hasn't heard this story five <laughs> times today, homie. <laughs> hey, let me yeah. remind you that you're older than me, and so that you're gonna have brain problems before me. And this those, is you having that. <laughs> those are surprising little beauties because it's like, oh. One of the le- the gifts, one of the beautiful lessons and gifts of those experiences um, are that, like, um, I'm not as sensitive as I make myself out to be. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's, re- that's actually really important, it seems. I'm, like, finding, oh, that's actually really important that that, that doesn't have to be the narrative. Thank mm-hmm. you. This is a little gift that I've just un- untied and opened for myself. <laughs> and, yeah, it's beautiful. And it's beautiful. <laughs> and it's a tiny spurt of growth as a man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Plants can be little beauties. Um, I, I'm not home very often, but when I am, I water my one plant and I come home and it's grown and I always talk to it and I'm like, oh, you're you're my little homie. You're my little silent beauty. I talk to my guitars. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Is sure. each string on your guitar its own little beauty? And I just got a 12 string, man. That one, I talked to <laughs> double the amount of sentences the other ones get. Oh, yeah. <laughs> how do you, how do you um, tease the beauty out of each one of those dozen strings. Well, our relationship is fresh. It's uh, I I got it for myself as a birthday present, and um, I'm still broaching. I'm still deepening the intimacy with that guitar. So, oh yeah, it's out of you know the jury's out on on the answer to that question. What kind of guitar is it? It's a Fender Alternative Reality Twelve. Whoa, I don't which even... is like a it's a jazz master with twelve strings. Twelve strings. And it's got this goofy '60s style like hockey stick headstock wow it's a it's a rare beast that's beautiful it sounds like heaven beautiful and you're playing dude your tracks on that you're doing mikey nikes on that i'm doing mikey nikes on that are you for real yeah <laughs> wow what is i don't mikey so, nike sounds like a little beauty <laughs> mikey nike is 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 a little beauty with tremendous depth okay can, can you can you check us in yeah so you know in blade runner where um <laughs> deckard is chasing the replicant through the city and like they run through like a club or yeah, some yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. mikey nike is a character in his own blade runner-esque cyberpunk world okay. where he wakes up in las vegas 2080 with no memories but an overwhelming positive attitude and a pile <laughs> of trash and walks out and meets this person horatio bevmo and falls in love immediately and this is a concept project yeah wow and um falls in love with horatio bevmo immediately who's like dog i love you and i know a great rhythm section we got megan nugs we got saline delano and they're gonna just like flesh this band out and they start playing but all the songs are love songs to trash because that's all mikey knows he doesn't have memory he just knows the trash he woke up in and the love he feels and the powers of be are like, this is subversive. Get them out of here. So they are all disappeared. And right as Mikey's about to get executed, Michael Nyquil steps in from a parallel <laughs> onion of reality and Groundhog Days him back to the beginning of the story to make all the same mistakes again, just a little bit differently in a barely different setting. And um, each album is like a an iteration of that story. And there's only one out right now, but um, about ready to launch volume two of the of the Mikey verse 
Um, how many hours January. total of unreleased Mikey is there? It's a zip file of three gigabytes of MP3s. So it's I'm I don't remember. And um, that's a lot, though. That's a tremendous amount. <laughs> it's it's quite a bit. It's quite a bit of music. And you put it all in the one zip file. <laughs> well, I would like send that to people. They'd be like, "Oh, I'd love to hear your music." I'd send the zip file, and I would never hear from them. <laughs> I'd be like, they don't like it. I guess I should not mix and master this on a PA system because that's like the other part of it is like the challenge to me is to spend no less than or no more than four hours writing, recording, mixing, and mastering any one song. So there, it's to make it trashy because it's got to be trashy, either in the lyrics or in the production, and often both. <laughs> and what I've realized as I've gotten pretty deep into this is that there are other like I, you know the ripples of causality in this world are beginning to become recursive and like reflect back against their own ripples of the event so i'm gonna I'm, one of my homies is like an old dude like not in his 60s but an old dude yeah. and i'm like we're gonna do a show where you're michael nyquil and i'm mikey nike and we like trade off <laughs> during the set where it's like yeah and so i don't know each time it seems to me like the peter richards element of it and that's who i am uh i'm peter richards <laughs> um, if y'all have seen lost there's the concept of like an anchor one of the characters is like an anchor for like the multi-dimensional experience of the story of lost and so like peter richards is the anchor of these stories as um Michael Nyquil is sort of like boring through reality to create one where love can exist and trash doesn't suffocate us all. And what he doesn't realize is that Horatio Bevmo Prime is also falling through the same hole. He is bored being like, homie, we can just love each other. We can just like be, but he can't find him because he's going through all these different ex almost identical worlds. And so I'm that anchor to like one day hopefully connect them. I agree. I agree. And I and one of the most This was a little beauty learning about all this. I cannot wait to find all this music. Oh yeah, volume one's out on all the streaming platforms and my band camp. Only three people have bought it. <laughs> what I, what, yeah. what 17 I, track album. What I want to say about Mikey Nike is that so it is absolutely filled with little beauties, which you described over a dozen of them just now, which was tremendously beautiful. And I would did not know about most of them, so I know that there's more to be revealed, which I love the knowledge of forthcoming little beauties, um, and I also love that their their moment of arrival is uncertain, but, uh, but guaranteed. Um, well, so, and one thing I'm still trying to wrap my noodle around is how to incorporate, so it's like, Michael Nyquil is the same person as Mikey Nike, and by the same logic, there's going to be another character who's going to come in later in the project named Maxine Snackzine, who is also Mikey Nike, but from so far away in time and space that they don't even realize that it's the same person, so she just becomes one of the homies, and then it, it, it's like a story populated with one character who doesn't realize that they're only chilling with themselves. They're like, God, I love my friends. <laughs> All these homies around me, they're these perfect little beauties and like, they don't know that they're just vain as hell and like dumb. Amazing. I, um, 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, if you don't know, it can be a beautiful deal. <laughs> and, well, yeah. a major, yeah, a, a major little beauty was Isabel was talking. It was it was. Isabel's dad is this cool, cool dude. He's like a painter from like the seventies, and he owned this like, um, f- like a, a classic Seattle frame shop called Plastile, and would like frame things for like Kenneth Callahan, like all like the the Northwest Mystics. He was like a part of that vibe, and he he was talking to Isabel about the, the director of Revenant, uh, Inaritu. Is that oh, his yeah, name? Yeah. And he referred to him as Sergio Johnny Boy. <laughs> <laughs> and Isabel just like is like Tom, hold on, I gotta call Peter. <laughs> just like say that thought, and <laughs> just calls me, and I hear him in the background, and she's like, "You'll never know what Tom just said out loud." The name Sergio Johnny Boy. It's a Mikey name. Take it. It's like do something with it now. I know you're working. Like do it. And I was like, "God, you're the perfect human." <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Like, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Now he's the villain. Sergio oh. Johnny Boy is the uh, <laughs> is Horatio Bebmo's uncle and the um, occupant of the despotic throne of America of 2080. Oh. And very vain, very threatened by anybody having any kind of glow up. Wow. So, <laughs> I agree with all that as well. <laughs> 100%. I'm completely on board. Uh, if I see or hear of any Mikey stuff, I'll let you know. Please do. Um, the the live experience of Mikey Nike is is the most idiosyncratic thing you could ever 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 witness. Really, I saw I saw Mikey Nike at the um, Hollow Earth Radio, uh-huh. and it's like it loop a lot of loop pedals, uh, a lot of like jangly off kilter pieces that last about a minute, um, a lot of vocal layering and vocal modulation. Um, and a lot of s- semi-coherent storytelling, <laughs> and, and there's so there's it comes so thick and fast, and there's so many there's so many elements of it that are little beauties that are just like they're like sparklers. It's like we're looking at a sparkler, you know okay. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it's like it's 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 intense, but it's not threatening. It's just very very beautiful, and then it's gone. And you're, but you know, like there's the universe persists, but your your window into it is very very brief, but very 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 memorable. It's also a challenge to for me to not repeat a live show. So like that li- that show that you saw at Hollow Earth, I've never tried to do that one again. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite one I ever did was at Barbosa, opening for this uh, Oakland reggae band called Still Flying, <laughs> <laughs> and um, they're great. And uh, I was was like this show is gonna be called magic mikey nike xxl and so i brought my computer and i'm playing the movie magic mike xxl from the beginning on a table behind me and i'm wearing like six outfits and like six pairs of socks and as i'm doing it i'm like karaokeing my music and um Watch and sometimes I forget the lyrics because I, I, you know, I, I don't listen to the songs that many times. It's just like I listen to it while I'm working on it, and then a couple of times afterwards, and I'll like think about the set, and I'm like, oh yeah, I'll do that one. I won't listen to it. I won't prepare, <laughs> and then it'll come on, and I'll be like. <laughs> trying to remember the words and this was a great one because like i would be able to distract myself when i didn't know the words i just go up on a lyric and then i would take an article of clothing off or just watch the movie for a second 
but since I only have 30 minutes, we got to the moment in my Magic Mike where they're like, all right, all the exposition's done. Now let's go on this fun road trip. And that was when I had to close the laptop and end the show. <laughs> and um, also no audio was coming out because, you know, I'm playing my songs. All nine people in there, which included the six members of Still Flying, <laughs> had such a good time. I also had a great time. I had four pairs of socks on. Every time I put, took a pair of socks on, pe- talk, every time I took a pair of socks off, people would cheer. It's <laughs> incredible. At the Hollow Earth show, you were doing, you were saying people's names uh, with roll your roll call, dude. Yeah, I'm roll call. still trying to reassemble that one. I don't know. <laughs> and the the best part of roll call was that you were using the loop pedal and saying names, and then saying more names and looping them on top of the one. On, I'd on already top said. of names, yeah, yeah. And then you cut you cut everything and said one final name and, and just triumphantly finish the song but I can't remember what any of the names were it was I was reading a list of names <laughs> <laughs> what's one name off that list are you able to I think uh, Max Salad yeah <laughs> Max Salad yeah he's a, he's a creamy guy <laughs> and so do you do these sets all by yourself usually or sometimes or there was a one show I got a band together and just like came up with eight songs just for that band it was like joe wayne on on bass guitar and aaron bergie from the band megabog on drums and i sang through one of those pog pedals oh yeah and it just sounded insane people were people were like i liked about five or ten minutes of that but then (laughs) like a minute 25 i just like felt my ears bleeding from the way your vocals sounded. It was it was brutal. What was happening to Mikey at that point for him to sound like that? Oh, I don't know. It, that was really early on. I did not know that there was such a cosmology at play at that point. Uh-huh. Well, what okay, so then from that universe of little beauties to to perhaps your main universe like of the 616. The, the 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 dude of Dude York who's singing, right? What is his deal? What's going on with him? Oh, that's a really interesting question at this point. You've told me. I mean, you at one point, there was a pretty clear story that you articulated to me. Regarding Dude York? Yeah. Regarding oh. the dude. You were like, he's a character for sure. Oh, yeah. Okay, so like early on when I would, when we were like playing in Walla Walla at like house parties and stuff, I would, I kind of just like would smoke a gram of weed before I would <laughs> perform, which then became untenable. That yeah, was not a sounds, sustainable situation. Sounds exhausting. Oh. <laughs> and I would fall into this like, uh, yeah, sick as hell. <laughs> so glad we're here. It's like voice. And then I was like, oh, that's easy. I like that. <laughs> it all falls out. It's falling out like, like dough. It's great. <laughs> like the money out of my pocket. Sure. Wow, perfect. <laughs> But yeah. no, no, nothing further than that. No, since then, it's been a deterioration of character and a uh, so a revelation of the uh, failing, the personal failings behind the, <laughs> the, behind the singer. The life of Fuck City getting harder and harder. Yeah, you read enough comments on the internet, and then you're like, I guess I am worthless. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. There was a there were there were the the produ- the ma- majority of the comments for my KEXP in studio YouTube were. Why does KXB put these fucking talentless laptop shitheads on 
their live series. Yeah, that was brutal. I remember reading this. Fucking, yeah. This is like, so this is fucking dark. whack. Well, the other thing is I wasn't very proud of that performance. So there was like a bad kind of dovetailing of like people I don't know talking to themselves and like me totally. thinking like whatever I was thinking about what was going on. I can't resist going on KXP and choking. <laughs> <laughs> that is like my deal, I guess. There aren't that many little beauties on KXP. <laughs> it's tough, man. Um, like you go on to play and you start choking. And I first song i like will headbang and my ear air earphones will fall off my head and wrap around the guitar neck <laughs> at the 12th fret yeah. and i'll we'll be like i guess let's start let's not start over it let's just go with this well because yeah. it's live right we, like it's, well, yeah but we could still just be like we're gonna actually play the song correctly oh right <laughs> right this is the first moment of the song let's just like take another 20 seconds and do it right yeah Wow. <laughs> Learning curve. Very steep. So, dude, York is anchors only. There's no universe. No one's spinning off. We're going for realism at this point, I think. How's the banter? What's that? Because there's so many little beauty banter moments during a dude York set. Like, you know, Andrew's got great lines. Yeah. Like, everyone's got great lines. I love falling into Claire's it. Got great lines. We had a We had discovered a good moment. We have this bit that Andrew and I have been doing for years where we'll be starting the song um, The Way I Feel, and I'll be like, this song is called The Way I Feel, and Andrew's like, what's it about? I'm like, it's about the way I feel. And he's like, how do you feel? I'm like, like starting the song. And then we do it. And then we were in Bellingham, the last show of the most recent tour. And I was like, this song's called Doesn't Matter Anyway. And he was like, what's it about? I was like, it's just, it's not important. And then we started the song. <laughs> and that was the song right before Way I Feel. And it had this great, it had a great <laughs> symmetry to it. Uh, do you and Claire have bits? We don't have bits yet. We're... We're working on those. Mm -hmm. We're trying to let them come naturally. We try not to build the bits. We try to let the bits just appear. There's little beauties. There's little beauties. Natural. um, BB bits. Spring beauties. Yeah, spring beauties. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, Mountain mountain spring like uh, sauna. They have sweats. Little 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 sweats from the sauna. Little essential beauties. Little little clean shits. (laughs) Shits that are clean, not shits that are are. Yeah. Flopping around, but don't yeah. get me wrong. Claire is in the mix. Well, so do 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 Andrew and Claire have bits? Like, what are Claire's bits? Well, you know, I'm not watching the show, so often okay. I'm like tuning or like <laughs> drinking a little bit of water at that point. Um, I know she's got bits. I'm having trouble remembering them right now, but Claire is great on stage. Well, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I mean, it's a it's a it's a it's a um, three pointed star. <laughs> It's you know you know what they say. It's a Bermuda Triangle. What's more, what's the strongest shape next to a triangle? Two triangles. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean you know your output is just this torrential downpour of little beauties. Thank you. Yeah. Well, you know, I would I would say that Claire's a much more talented lyricist than I am. So a lot of her little bit beauties to me come in where I'm listening to her words and being like god that's fucking clever so what's like a claire line next to a peter line like what's give me an example oh like a peter line is like um god old classic is like i fucked my face apart baby let me into your heart (laughs) 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 and like a great claire line is like um uh none of my friends are allowed to talk to him and if i see them laugh then they're dead to me <laughs> Love that. That is not a direct quote, but uh, close enough. Yeah. I don't harmonize in that part, so I don't remember exactly what she says. 
It's fucking fire, though. I mean, that's fire <laughs> enough. It's probably, it's probably even more fire, but... Um, yeah, I wish uh, I could do it right. When <laughs> it's just like me on stage. I can't do it right. <laughs> um, what's a little Miram beauty? Hmm. Well, I guess Miram's whole thing is like just plain little beauties, right? Since we don't have any shape or form, really. It's just kind of like no, no one, everyone gets to kind of do and play what they want. It's like pretty much like can we just not... The only rule, really, it seems to me, is like for me to turn down because I'm usually like 15 times louder than everyone. <laughs> screaming, so, screaming mids, screaming mids. Yeah, but I mean, I think Sebastian brings a lot of little beauties into Miram. Sebastian brings a lot of little beauties because he's so unapologet- unapologetically Seb. <laughs> he'll do his little Seb Sebatries, <laughs> Sebisms, little Sebatries. Yeah, like his leans and his little ass shakes and his his hip thrusts <laughs> and his little. Mouth things, his and little his tongue snaps, tongue snaps, and his finger doodads, and um, his little his chin cocks. I guess like, oh, dude, is, he, is, is he wearing jazz fingers? What do you mean, like? Oh, the bass player from Genesis invented these uh, like long paintbrushes you put on <laughs> your like pointer and middle finger that you can then like play slap bass. As oh, though you're wow. <laughs> no, <just> like <laughs> bass. no, but uh, he's out of town and he will be getting a pair of those as soon as he gets back. <laughs> I'm happy to hear it. Not Christmas enough bands time. rock the jazz fingers. <laughs> I guess the most <laughs> mysterious little beauty of Miram that is such a little beauty for me is that it usually takes us quite some time to write a whole record. And we're never actually clear on what Brian is playing until we go to record. So, like, it might be two to three years that we're playing these songs, and it's we're not clear on what Brian's playing because he's so subtle and he's so under the under the under the radar. And I'm under the gun, you know. <laughs> he's under the radar, and so then we go and listen to play like him put down his tracks, and you hear playback. And like we were just there in Anacortes this weekend, and t- were you at the unknown? Yeah, we were working with Nick. No, um, Eric. Oh, great. From who works in ba- who's in Bellingham. Yeah. But Nick is sometimes there and we see him. Yeah. And we love it. That's great. Um, And we'll hear what Brian does finally. And there'll be this moment where Tucker goes, has he been playing this for the whole time? And it'll be, and you think about it and it's like the whole time means a year and a half that we just don't, we had no idea what he was playing. Those are the little beauties of Miriam for me. Um, And just like four best buds that, that want to make just real weird, beautiful music that don't, it doesn't have to be anything more than that. That feels like a, like in knowing how brutal the music thing can be or the art scene or trying to do it or trying to make it, it seems like it can be so brutal to know that it's like three of my best friends. We just make the music we like and it doesn't have to be anything more than that. That's a little beauty in my life. Mm. It doesn't ever feel like work or feel um, arduous or like um, vampire esque. You know, that's a little beauty. That's a good place to be. Yeah. <clears throat> that's really, I feel like that's legible from listening to it as an outsider, too. Mm-hmm. That there's just like a great space that you guys give each other to to have that conversation go where you're not expecting. Mm-hmm. Like with the melodies, like the interplay of melodies. I, yeah. I got about halfway through the... Um, the first thing that comes up on your band camp mm-hmm. and really enjoyed it, but I had to, it was too long of a break to take at work. Oh yeah. <laughs> and I had to, I had to get back to my spot, oh, yeah. but I really enjoyed it. Well, we're our new record. We're very excited about, and it's full of little beauties. We, <laughs> we all like bought little toys that we think are beautiful. I'm and a, fuck yeah. We just were like, let's put all this together. Little, I'm a, little beauties. I'm imagining you on like, 
2002 TRL getting interviewed by Carson Daly about your new record and that's exactly how you articulate it. <laughs> that's exactly it. <laughs> right. Yeah. We're really excited about it and it's full of little beauties. It feels to me like um, if it's like the least Limp Bizkit approach to a press cycle. That's crazy. <laughs> it feels to me like um, doing all that kind of stuff anymore if it isn't little beauties then uh, I can't really do it. It's a big brutal. It's a big brutal. And I've been asked to join some bands and stuff like that in last couple of years and i recently just joined a band another band because it feels like all little beauties and pleasantries if not, it just feels wonderful 